Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm dressed, but here. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing a little better, I think. That's good. Yeah. I'm doing a little bit worse, but Oh no. I think that's a wintertime thing. Uh-huh, could be. And I think knowing about seasonal depression like makes it worse because then I'm conscious about it. <laughs> so, and then you're thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping here in the next few days it's supposed to warm up to almost 60. So I'm hoping I can go outside and get some sunlight. That'll be cool. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Um, mainly just hanging around the house, playing video games, um, and not getting stuff done again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I didn't do too much cleaning like I wanted to. and I still have a part from a motorcycle I wanted to put on, but I didn't get the chance to. So, yeah. hopefully I will do that eventually. But the holidays also coming up, so I've got yeah. family visiting. Oh, no. Not the fan bam. Yep. So I got to put on my undepressed happy face and pretend like I want uh, two dogs in my house again. No. Well, I mean, yeah. mine if you want. Yeah, that'd be fun. I know those dogs. Well, they like you. Yeah. Usually animals like me, but I don't know how destructive these uh these two dogs are, so Oh dear. I know that I've already destroyed like some pillow or something. A sister had posted up a picture. She's like, I guess she's still gotta go in the crate when we leave because this pillow was like destroyed and I'm like Yes, oh. bring that to my house. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was going to say, she better bring the crate, too. Yeah, it'd be different if I had a fenced-in backyard, but... Yeah. That's a couple thousand dollars that I don't feel like I want to spend. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Well, anyway, what have you been up to this week? Um, I have actually done very, very little. Um... That can be relaxing. Can be, but I've been stressed out. And um, if you remember, I had really bad toothache last week. Um, yeah. Did you make gotten... it to the dentist? Oh. Yeah, I did. Um, didn't go so well. And I have a consult for oral surgery on Wednesday, so we'll see how that goes. Looks like I need to have a couple of teeth pulled, um, which is the worst part of it all because I have a really bad fear of the dentist, yeah. and going to a dentist is going to be a nightmare for me. So, yeah, I don't know why, but I don't fear the dentist as much as I do a regular doctor. I can see that. I mean. But... They're, technically, I guess they're both kind of doctors, but, you know. Um, yeah. Really, I think it's the I, fact that the dentist, you know, I, I'm i like, okay, you know, stay in the mouth area and we're good. 
where a regular doctor's like everywhere. Yeah. I I also had a doctor's appointment last week too. Um I am pre-diabetic and now on medication to reduce my insulin usage. Oh no, you can't just like turn a valve like I wish. Like if you have too high a blood pressure, you can just cut yourself and let the pressure out. That don't 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 do that. That's a joke. <laughs> it's not how blood pressure works. <laughs> That's what they used to think in the like eighteen hundreds. Oh. It is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unfortunately, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I'd try it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd yeah. always thought like a. Uh, I have a turbo car with a blow off valve, so it gets too much air pressure in there. The pressure doesn't need. There's a valve to the side; it just goes, psh, it just blows all that pressure out. Sounds uh, like 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 a bus door opening. Psh. Yeah, I've so I thought them. about just having a valve like that for your blood pressure. Wait, isn't that what your butt's for? Because don't no, butts think... do that? Yes, but that's a different type of gas. I was going to say, about... isn't farting good for your blood pressure? I had not heard that. Well, I don't know. Logically, but if I have high blood pressure, I'm not going to force a fart out because then, so, then I've pooped that I've pooped myself, and that's I think even worse than high blood pressure. Oh no! Depending on where you're at. Does farting help high blood pressure? If it says yes, I'm going to be like, "All right, let's go." Let's get some farts. Okay, no, that's not the right word. <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah, no. Farting, not fasting. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Apparently fasting does, but not farting. I've heard, I've heard fasting does. And I can't remember if it's uh, drinking a bunch of water before you take your blood pressure or don't drink anything at all, or I don't remember. Hmm. Well, I guess probably being hydrated is a good thing. Yeah. Because I know I've heard uh, drinking water right before you sleep can uh, help your body during the night. Sounds like it'd make me want to piss the bed, but sure, okay. I believe you. Well, that's that's why you lean over and piss off the bed, because that's somebody else's problem, right? <laughs> is that, is that how that works? Not in my house. I'm the only one that does the cleaning. Oh, I'd be cleaning up my own piss. No thanks. Well, I'm good. Well, I'm so well, then I'm sorry for every time I visited. Oh God! Are you telling me it was you and not the dog? <laughs> um, no, it was the dog. Yeah, sorry, uh -huh. dogs. <laughs> Layer is looking at you with disgust. Well, she did that anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, all right. Well, I dogs think that humans are disgusting and weird. Probably, but they eat their own shit. Why we do the things we do? Yeah, I wonder if they do that. You know, just because, like, wow, that human's so stupid. I'm gonna eat my own shit <laughs> just to make myself feel better. Well, and it's like, they probably think, what the hell, they've got a giant bowl of water in the other room, and yet they go to the frickin' faucet? Yeah. 
Yeah, so you got flavored water in there, and they're going to drink the stuff out of the faucet. Oh my god, flavored water. Jesus. No. Um. Yeah, That's so. the other thing. Our cat does not uh, drink from the toilet, which No. is nice. I don't have to remember to close the lid. So... <laughs> That's a good thing, I Because guess. we have had dogs that do that, and I'm just... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. We actually had to do that when we had uh, rats, because rats like to explore, and they will get stuck in there. <laughs> I haven't That's... haven't had it happen, but I've heard it does happen, and I, don't, I didn't want that to happen, so... Yeah, no. Yeah. And pet rats, not... Not an infestation. Oh, okay. So, Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had yeah, that. I was just, I was just thinking about that. It's like, oh, no, it's, it was an infestation. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Never actually had rats. We had mice, but never rats. Rats would be bad, And let's be honest. and the funny thing is, there's uh, we had uh, mice one year, and I'd actually uh, saw one and caught one like under a glass on my birthday one year. Mm. Oh, wow. And the year after that. Jeez. It was weird. Yeah. Anyways, I think we might be getting a little off track. We're getting a little off track, but it's cool. Just I'm good. it was a fun conversation. Yeah. So, opening up the floor. Anything you want to talk about this week? Um Anything anxiety's ruined for you? I partially opened my floor. Uh, speaking of anxiety and frustration. Uh <laughs> huh. so when I bought this house, about six months after that, I had uh, plumbing problems in the bathroom where it was just going slow. So I hired Mm. a plumber. They kind of fixed it. I think they changed something they didn't need to change and then overcharged me and, you know, whatever. I'll do what plumbers do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was still draining kind of slow. And then so I bought a, uh, a snake. Got rid of the clog, and it was fine. So I probably could have just done it myself. But this time I tried doing it myself, and it went bad. <laughs> Oh no. um, like I got a clog out, so then it, it started draining uh, better. But not not ideal. Mhm. Mm So I had taken a panel off in one of the, one of my rooms to get to the back of uh, of where the tub connections are to snake down there. And I snaked down there. And then when I was putting it all back, now my sink doesn't drain at all. oh no. I, I had to call a plumber, so I was like, I have, yeah, frustration. Oh, my apologies. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't understand what happened, because it was draining slow, but now it just doesn't drain at all. Like, uh... Hmm. And I hate that I can't just fix it myself. Yeah, that does suck. I'm sorry. But... Plumbers are generally a pain in the ass. Yeah. Made sure to call a different one than I did last time, so. That was smart. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, What else you got, or is that it for this week? that's it this week. Um, podcast over now. Um. Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> let's see. My anxiety this week. Obviously, the dentist is a major one. I'm stressed the hell out. Uh, that's not going to be much fun. And the lady, I, I was on the phone to her when I was making the appointment.
She's like, well, we could do it on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I was like, what? Take out my teeth next Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, I'm not American. But I still want to eat the goddamn turkey. Are you crazy? I was going to say, the biggest food holiday is coming up, and you want to do what to my teeth? Exactly. I was like, nah, you know what? Let's just one step at a time. We'll do the consult first. <laughs> and then I can tell you, you are going to have to knock me out for this, because there's no way. And if you yeah. keep me waiting more than 20 minutes, I'm probably going to run away. Which I have because done before. I have done that. So I had a a dentist. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh explain how this worked, but I was on government assisted healthcare. Um and this place that we went to was the sketchiest place I've ever seen in my life. And we got there and she's like, Oh, there's a couple of people ahead of you. I was like, Okay. So why'd you make me an appointment for this time? Anyway, four hours goes by, and I turned to my husband and I said, let's go, because I am not waiting another hour. Well. Yeah, and I ran away, because that was stupid. You yeah, don't make like, anyone wait four hours. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that is pretty ridiculous, because I was going to say the last doctor's appointment I had, <clears throat> which was actually one for my mom, I drove her up there, uh, a little over two hour drive. And the appointment was set for eleven thirty. So we got there a little bit before eleven. She went in there and told him maybe he could get in early or whatever. Nope, eleven thirty came around. Eleven forty five, twelve. Like it was like almost twelve thirty before the doctor even got there. Wow. We saw him pull up in front and slowly walk in. He was very disabled. <laughs> Jeez. And it's like, what's the point of even making an appointment? Because it was it was like twelve forty five before they even called her back there. Yeah, see, this is the whole thing with appointments. It's like, okay, you schedule a time, you have to be there, and if you cancel, they charge you. But if they're late, nothing. You can't even complain. What kind of bullshit yeah. is that? Yeah, I've always said that it's it's annoying because even if they do make your appointment time, all you're doing is going to the back room. They're not actually doing your appointment. Then they're just having you wait in a different place. Yeah, nine times out of ten, that's true. Which is a worse place. I'd rather wait yeah. in the waiting room than in a room by myself with my own a thoughts. Tiny little room. Yeah, exactly. That feels like it's closing in on you. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. You make me wait more than fifteen minutes, and I'm leaving. I don't have time for this shit. I got two children. <laughs> Yeah. There's no way. But yeah, that's uh that's my niggle for the week. Yeah. Oh the other, other thing I hate about doctors is they have uh they allot like fifteen minutes for you and that's it. That's all they're allowed, I think. So yeah, so whenever I go in there, I feel like I cannot ask questions. Yeah. And it's like everyone's all like, you should ask your doctor about this and this and this. It was like well, I feel like I'm not going to get a good answer because he's worried about the 15 minutes and then going on to the next one. Right. So, so do I have to book like three appointments in a row? <laughs> Can I yeah. do that? Can I book like three sections a time? 
That's stupid. Yeah, because I'd asked about something else, and they're like, well, we'd have to do that probably, you know, in the, more in the afternoon. If you, I was like, this is a doctor's appointment, and I'm here now. Yeah. I'm sorry I, w- I would go over the 15 minutes. So I just canceled that, and I just... It's like, well, whenever I'll, I still haven't done it, it's been a year, so. <laughs> That's my anxiety, bitch, for the day. I'm just, I'm tired of appointments and doctors and dentists. Grr. Yeah. That's why I avoid them as much as possible, even to the point of, like when my gallbladder stopped working, I waited, it started hurting. It was hurting for like a month, and I couldn't barely eat anything, oh, and when I... I went to, I, I was uh, told to go to the ER like three times. So mm-hmm. I went to the ER three times a weekend. They told me it was a stomach bug. So I was like, oh, okay. So then what do I do about it? Like they couldn't really give me anything for it. And it was like, it's been hurting for a month. Well, then I think it was that Monday. I, uh, what if I ate or drank something and then the pain was so bad that I couldn't even walk myself. So I had to be carried to the car and then taken in. And uh, even even then, I was like, no, it'll go away. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to go to the doctor. Wow. So now, usually, if I go over to someone's house, if I'm going to be there for an extended period of time, I have to tell them, hey, even if you think I need to go to the ER, ignore whatever I say, because I'm going to say no, even if it would kill me. Jesus. So. Well, that's me. <laughs> that's our anxiety. Yeah. Mm. So, what's next on the list? What um, we got next? We could... you do the news. Yeah, we could do news. Or that's... we could start with the top five mm. list and then go to news. Either one. Mm. Which would you rather do? I think we can stick with the news first. Okay. Let's do that. We'll we'll switch it around on people some other time. Okay. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, I'm gonna leave that decision up to you. All right, I'm gonna go first because uh, I think you did last week, but I'm not hundred percent. All right, what do you got? All right, this week on the news, a pilot reached out of the front window of an aeroplane to retrieve a passenger's phone. Guessing this is when they were on the ground before takeoff. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, I have some thoughts about this, and I want your opinion on this too. Um, let me read some more about it. It says, an, airport, an airline pilot and a California airport crew work together to reunite a passenger with a phone left behind at the gate. Southwest Airlines posted a video to Facebook showing the captain of the flight hanging out of the cockpit window to retrieve the phone being passed to him by the crew. Uh, The airline explained that the phone had been found at the gate after the plane had finished boarding and left the gate in preparation for takeoff. Uh, The gate crew passed the phone to the ground crew, who was then able to pass the phone to the pilot for a reunion with its owner. So, my issue with this is... That seems to be a bit above and beyond. You know, 
asking a pilot Ew. or expecting a pilot to hang out of a window to retrieve your phone. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I'm not sure there was any other way of doing it. I'm not sure you could actually open any of the other doors or anything when it's away from the gate. The gate, yeah. Well, well easily, anyways. Like, yeah. I mean, I get that, but having the pilot go through the window doesn't seem to make much sense either. Yeah, because so I'm looking at the picture now. I brought the article, and the ground crew is just like reaching his arm all the way up, and the pilot reaches it all the way down. Mm-hmm. I would have went and drove the steps over there myself, just because I want to drive those uh, the, the steps on the truck. Right. But here's my issue, right? So let's say, first of all, I didn't know that you could hang out the front window of a plane. I mean, that's kind of disturbing to know, but whatever. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, second of all, so let's imagine that, and see, this is where anxiety takes you. Um, let's imagine that something happens to the plane and it's because of that window. That's where my brain goes. Was it worth it? For a phone. Yeah, I don't know much about the windows. How because safe I know if the windows comes out so that you can lean through them, it doesn't. It, and it was easy enough for him to th to think, oh, we can get it in this way. Yeah, I mean that makes me never so like, want to fly again. Well, the thing is, I can see it as a safety thing because, like, if it lands in water, mm -hmm. the pilots don't have to go through yeah. the exit with everybody else, it's another exit point. Right. But it's also right in front to where, yeah, uh -huh. there's a lot of, I hear there's a lot of wind and yeah. pressure up there when it's flying. So Yeah. See, that's what worries me. But, I mean, kudos to them, I guess. This was this happened at Long Beach Airport, so I'm avoiding that airp airport like the freaking plague. <laughs> Maybe even the airline. See, I have too much anxiety to leave my phone anywhere. Same. Be because the uh, I just have a feeling that someone's going to pick it up and guess my passcode, which uh -huh. is not really a uh, an easy thing to do at all. Right. But I still have anxiety about it. And then them messing with the things on my phone and seeing, them, seeing stuff I don't want them to see or... You know, stealing I, my identity somehow, spending exactly. money. Like, so I don't leave my phone anywhere. Like, my anxiety is like, if I go and do, I usually don't go into gas stations anymore, you know, but if I do, before I leave uh, my car, I'm like, okay, phone, keys, wallet. And then I go in the store and, and, you know, I ring up. And then before I even leave the doors, okay, phone, keys, okay. wallet. Mm -hmm. Like, I do that often. And if one of them's not there, I'm panicking. <laughs> yep. My husband lost his wallet not so long ago, and I know what a pain in the ass it is to A, replace everything that's in it, and B, just the stress of losing it is insane. Yeah, because you never know who's going to find it. Exactly. And usually any time I've ever misplaced my wallet or phone, ironically, has been... When I'm in a place I don't know, or you know, like, uh, like if I'm in a different area traveling for something, right? 
Hold on. Because then I usually have more baggage or. Sorry about that. That's all right. So yeah, the, the anxiety of not having your wallet on you blows. Yeah. And I'm a very routine based person. So if I'm traveling somewhere, mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that would happen to me. Because right. I have a phone keys wallet and then, well, now I have a backpack and a, a baggage and then I have to remember my gate number and I have to remember what time and look at my tickets and like there's a bunch of different stuff I have to keep track of and that's when it usually would happen to me. Yeah, no, I understand that one. So I'm thankful that if, you know, if they would do that for a person, but... Yeah, doesn't fill me full of confidence, though. I'll be honest. Yeah. Something about seeing that guy hanging out the window that's not there, yeah. knowing he's going to go 30,000 feet in the air. Just Yeah, that's the disturbing part, I think, uh, is that. The hanging out the window part is the disturbing bit. I'd be in the back. You know, if, I, if I knew that was happening, I'd be like, hey, can I see the window? kind of want to jump out of it and not get on this <laughs> aircraft. Exactly. Like, I'll take the next flight, thank you. So where, where do you guys rent cars? I'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's over an ocean, I'll drive. <laughs> I'll swim. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'll waterproof the bottom of the car. I'll drive. It's okay. Yeah. It'll be fine. We've got amphibious cars now. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I actually like flying. I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. I haven't flown anywhere in a long time, and I don't plan to. No, I went to Louisiana one time and had a layover in Texas. And they had me get on uh, some really small aircraft, a turboprop plane. So it actually had the propellers and oh, those are scary. held 16 passengers, and that's it. Oh, hell no. No way. I actually liked it. Really? Yeah. Partly because it was only like half full, but... They had a little bit more turbulence, and uh, it was just a fun ride, I think. Mm, okay. Well, I believe yeah. you. Maybe. Okay. Hit me with your news article. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, plane crashes. Um, <laughs> no. There's an... Uh, Arizona cryonics facility preserves bodies to revive later. This has always been a sci-fi thing for the most part. Okay, wait, from a plane crash or just in general? No, no, just in general. Okay, I was going to say, because how do you... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of questions on... Because the science isn't there to revive any of these people. Yeah. Because they have to be claimed uh, legally dead before this company will... Uh, quote unquote, preserve them. Right. And here it says the inside tanks filled with liquid nitrogen are the bodies and heads of 199 humans. Okay, so first of all, my my first thing is: is this something like out of um, what's that show called? Uh, Futurama. People are gonna hate me now because I have not seen any Futurama episodes. <laughs> Listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, please tweet us and tell my friend here about Futurama. But go ahead. Oh, no. 
angry people tweeting stuff at me. No, um, no, no. <laughs> not angry, just explain it. But well, he is. Um, says that many of the patients of Alcor Life Extension Foundation were terminally ill with cancer, ALS, or other diseases with no present-day cure. Okay. Well, we don't really have a present-day cryo-facility that knows what they're doing yet, either. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of science behind it. But mm-hmm. the things they do to prepare these people, um, they're not sure what it takes to revive them yet. So, like, what if they're doing it wrong? <laughs> like, is it... In the article, yeah. it says... Oh... Wow, this is uh, nuts. Blood and other fluids are removed from the patient's body and replaced with chemicals designed to prevent the formation of damaging ice crystals. Mm-hmm. Uh, vitrified at extremely cold temperatures, Alcor patients are then placed in tanks for as long as it takes for technology to catch up. Yeah, I'm reading that article right now. So, the, the youngest person to be cryopreserved at the time is age two. Okay, so if you want to freeze yourself because there's no cure for the disease that you have, that's cool. But freezing your child? I don't know. That seems a little awkward. Yeah, that gets into the uh, age of consent kind of thing with medical stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as a parent, I understand. I do. I get it. Um, I'd do anything for my kids. Except maybe freezing them. I mean, she was, I guess, dead anyway, technically, right? Uh, yes. They have to be so, legally uh, claimed dead before they yeah. can uh, go through the freezing process. But the, Okay, so with the kid... For example, the chances are her parents are going to be dead before they find a cure for the brain cancer that she had. So then what happens to her? Because she's still a child. Yeah, or even find a way, because these are people that are claimed legally dead, like they've had no brain activity, they've had no mm-hmm. tissue activity for a while. So even mm-hmm. if you freeze them, they're still in the state of being dead. Yeah. Brains are really horrible without oxygen. Yeah. And I don't know how much that actually preserves them if you freeze it, but I'm willing to bet if they do find a way to revive these people, they're not going to be anything near what they were before they died. Well, I mean, all right, for a two-year-old, unless she was a genius, I mean, I can't really see there being... A whole lot of damage to be done because the brain is still forming, kind of, still learning things. But I mean, it's fa- it's a fantastic technology if it works. But this is the thing: we're never going to know if it does work. Yeah, yeah, we're never going to know if it does work, or if we're doing it wrong, or mm-hmm. if they're just making another. Uh virus that's going to go around when they do revive these people. 
Like, yeah, they see that's another thing. Were they going to come back as real people that, or zombies? That's where my thought goes because yeah. they, you know, they take all the blood out of them and they, they do all that stuff to them. But then reviving them, even if it works, you don't know what kind of changes that that amount of time isn't will that put on them. Technically, though, isn't this technically the definition of a zombie? Yes. Like they came back. I mean, yeah, because they had to legal, legally be dead before they would do this, and uh, yeah, they would be legally dead and then back alive, I'll which has them. happened before, but not right. with any length of time like this. No, and people who do come back from the dead generally don't last that long, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it says. Um... The minimum cost is two hundred thousand dollars for yeah, a body and eighty thousand for a brain alone. So two hundred eighty thousand so, for your body and your brain. I can understand them thinking that body and brain, you know, can be reanimated. So wait, so but I think does, right now it's a fair stretch to say that doing something with just a brain is going to be possible. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. So are you telling me that for eighty grand they'll put your brain in a freezer, right? Just yeah. your brain. Just your brain. And then, and then when they figure out what's wrong with you, your body's rotten. What are you going to do with it? You ha yeah, you have no body. Where's your brain going to go? And in all the... in anybody else. It doesn't work like that. But also, is it just brain or is it also spine and nerves and stuff like that too? Because... It's his brain. Just a, there's a lot of connections to the brain. Yeah. That once, right now, once they're severed, you're we don't know how to get them back. Yeah, exactly. Unless the body, you know, miraculously does it by itself. Most of our calls, almost 1,400 living, and it says, air quotes, members, pay by making the company the beneficiary of life insurance policies equal to the cost. I have a theory um, about that. I'm thinking they do that for insurance or, uh, and tax purposes where this company is not paying as many taxes as much taxes they're not making because if they're not make they're not making a profit they're uh -huh. just making i'm pretty sure it's some loophole like that fuck that's yeah that's exactly what it is wow so my first thoughts is this company is using people's sadness and uh grief and you know the grieving people or people with a lot of hope for living forever. Yeah. To get money. Which is kind of what the whole healthcare system is. But this is kind of taking it to an extreme. Yeah, that's... Wow. It says, the disease or injury cured or fixed, and the person has a new body cloned or whole body prosthetic. Or their body reanimated and can meet and, up with their friends again. Wait, what? So yeah, see, and can meet up with their friends again. Mm. That's part of the the false hope that I think they're trying to to give. Because companies that that do that, um, they want to give you that false hope, but they also want you to go out and advertise for them. Mm -hmm. So if you think you can meet up with your friends, if that's one thing you want to do, then you're telling your friends about it and they're doing the same thing. 
giving this company money. Hey, Tim, I'm going to freeze my brain when I die, right? So that I can come back and play games with you once they figure out a cure for whatever disease I have. See, I think that's cheating. Do, because do you if you're just a brain, your connections would be more direct than mine. So you're going to have lower latency. Mm. Yeah, if we play co-op games, you'll be a great partner. <laughs> but if we play against each other, I have no chance. It's kind of like I a console first-person shooter playing against a PC first-person shooter. They have no chance because they're using a controller. This is true. But <laughs> also, remember, I'm reanimated now, so I'm probably slower. Let's assume I got reanimated or... We don't know I... that, though. But what if my body is a whole body prosthetic and I'm just like rubber from the neck down? So, <laughs> some people would be into that. Not yeah, me, know, but, but some people. They but the thing is, a full body prosthetic doesn't have to look and feel like a human. You could be R2-D2. And also... Or Krang from the Turtles. Oh, God. Um, yeah. No. There's the um, image of crotch, crotch height brain. There you go. I don't know why they would put a brain at crotch height in turtles, but they did. So, because that's where the turtles could reach. They weren't that tall. That so, wait, wait. Here's another question I have. Right. So it says new body cloned or whole body prosthetic or reanimated. So wait, what? Am I paying for this whole body prosthetic? Because that's not mentioned anywhere. Yeah, it's not. Um, I'm sure they have more paperwork and more money that to mm -hmm. uh, pay for that people have to pay to get this but the technology isn't there and might never be there exactly that's the point okay so it's eighty thousand dollars and you're going to freeze my brain then it's going to be another million dollars for the body prosthetic and we're going to add in some fees here for the thawing of your brain that's going to be eighty thousand dollars and then and and see, I've seen in a lot of sci-fi movies where they're like, I've read a lot of sci-fi stories, where they're like, okay, we did this for you, and now your body belongs to us. It's like, your brain is you, but your body belongs to us, so you have to, you know, you have to work for us for 3,000 years before you can pay off, you know, your debt. <laughs> um, that seems like a scam. I'm sorry, it just does. That, that's kind of what I was pointing towards as well, because mm. that's a all, all, all the elements are there of the fake hope that they yep. would sell you. Um, the uh, not paying taxes scam with getting the life insurance money instead. You know, it's very similar and, to a religion. See, I was waiting for you to do say that because I didn't want to be the only one hating religion on this podcast. No. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll say it out loud. It sounds like a freaking cult religion slash scam, right now, because yeah. there's just no way. And they're trying to, and just like religion, they're trying to use the argument of, well, we don't know what's gonna happen, but there's eternal life in the future because technology's trying to make it there, so it should make it there. It's kind of the same deal, but if that was the case. Why are we why are we fucking around freezing people? Why aren't we finding cures for the fucking diseases? Yeah. You know? Well, 
Okay, so that being said, um, I'm not going to bitch about it all night because I could. I really could. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention too that I found was funny was uh, everyone said Walt Disney had himself frozen. And they came out with the movie Frozen so that when you search Walt Disney Frozen, it comes up with the movie instead of the conspiracy theory that he froze himself and is in the theme park, Frozen. (laughs) You think he's buried in his theme park? I'm not sure. If it was me, I would definitely want buried in my theme park. Google. Hello. Hello, Google. Disney body location. Oh, no. Am I going to get put on a watch list for typing this in? I'm probably already on a few watch lists. Because the funny thing is, like, anytime I've ever went and, uh, uh, well, well, I bought one gun, but my brother keeps sending me guns because that's one of his hobbies. Uh-huh. But you still have to go through the background process before, because you can't just send it the mail. You have to send it to a gun shop, and then you have to go through the background process. And sometimes that can take up to three days. Right. And sometimes it's instant. Like, okay, yeah, here you go, here's your gun. Sure. And someday, sometimes it's like, well, we received your gun, you go out and fill the form, then you wait three days. I've had to wait three days every single time. Even though I have... Like, the only thing I have on my record yeah. ever is speeding tickets. Right. But yet, everybody I know is like, oh yeah, I just picked up same day. I'm like, oh. I'm, I think I'm on some kind of list. Who knows? Probably. I guess that was the news articles. Um, mm, you kind of went where I was going with the uh, cryonics facility. Right. Sussy shit. Yep. I'm a very skeptical person whenever I hear stuff like that. Yeah, makes sense. Which means I also see the bad because of anxiety, but I see the bad first, which makes me want to do more research, which is a good thing. Yeah, makes sense. Because I have a lot of coworkers that will tell me stuff they've read on the internet. And, of course, the way that they describe it is exactly like a news article. So it just sounds very sketchy. Mm. And so I'm just very skeptical about it. And it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll have to do my own research. And luckily, the people I talk to, they don't get offended when I say, you know, I want to look it up and do my own research. So, Right. Those are the kind of people you want to talk to. Exactly. I'm going to talk idiots. Because, you know, I'm not calling him a liar. I'm just saying yeah, I'd I like more information stuff. before I make a decision. Yeah, everyone should do that. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do the um, top five. Oh, uh, yes. All right. This week's top five is the top five minor irritations. I feel like... Because of my depression, sometimes that can come out with pent-up anger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not all of mine are always, like, small irritations. Right. As you, as you know, I can go on a rant about stuff and just... <laughs> so. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I just picked five. 
well done for sticking to the five. Yeah, I do have a tendency to not stick to just five. Maybe once or twice. Like the 10 or 12 cars list I had. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to make you go first this time. Oh, okay. Top five irritations. Um, these aren't really in a particular order. Okay. I guess they could be. I'll just read from the bottom up. All right. I think that's probably... Probably right. Um, badly designed user interfaces. Okay. Whether it be a video game or operating system or a phone. I just see stuff that could easily be fixed or done a different way mm -hmm. to make it 100% better. But it irritates me that that's not been done yet. One that comes to mind is... What? I was going to say, give me examples. Yeah, one uh, one of the examples I run into the most is on Windows. Like, if it has an error or a window that pops up, it'll have, mm -hmm. like, an error or something like that in a box where you can scroll down. But you scroll down, like, half a sentence width, and there's nothing extra down there. It just has, it's just in a box that's not, bi not big enough for the text no. that you can already see and it's there. That that's an annoyance. Um, yeah, that one. Like is just stuff that should have been implemented. Like remember, when we used to play World of Warcraft yes. years and years ago. Many moons ago. Yeah. That game was out for what fourteen years before they put an open all mail button. <laughs> yeah, so you used to have to download a an add on to do that. <laughs> yeah, like the add on had been out for probably fourteen years to open all your mail at once, but it took the game 14 years to add that in. Yeah. It's like simple stuff like that that should have already been an option. Kind of kind of bugged me. No, I get um, that. I don't want to go into... Because uh, brief, briefly, I had an Xbox. I don't remember if it was the One or the One S or 360 X5, 7, what, whatever their naming scheme is. Yeah. That was the worst UI that I've ever dealt with. Um, okay. I've had better UIs on VCRs. Just because <laughs> you couldn't find anything. Like, you would click something, thinking that this menu that pop up, you know, your games would be in there or something, but no, it wasn't. There was some other menu. It was like, it's one of those UIs that you couldn't just start and then find what you need. You had to live with it for six months before you could easily find everything and memorize where it was all at. Oh, okay. Um, that is annoying. One that uh, our listeners might be more accustomed uh, to is uh, the Steam app oh, or program, whatever you want to call it. When you go to downloads, there's no download all button. Yeah, that's frustrating. You have to click one, and then it goes up there to start downloading it. So if you want to download them all, you have to click the next one. Then it puts that at top and starts downloading it. And like, there's no download all button. Yeah, that's that's really irritating. And then up here where it says store, library, community, and then your username, you can hover over it, and the drop-down menu comes up. But then there's another menu on top of that that says Steam, View, Friends, Games, and Help. It yeah, doesn't have any drop-down menus. Why is there not just one full menu up there? 
Yeah, there's enough good. space to put all of those in one across the screen, or I don't know. It's just small irritations like that. Like, why is this not? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Better lane. And it irritates me because whenever, like, I'm at work, the small details like that and making it look perfect doing this, like, that's. I can be a perfectionist sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially with stuff that's like, why wasn't it changed to be better? I don't know. It just, that's, it irritates me when I see stuff like that. Um, Don't even get me started on Discord. Nothing is where you think it's going to be on Discord. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to move on to my next one <laughs> for okay. ranting more about that one. Um, Go ahead. Uh, holidays. It's another irritation I have. Specific I, ones or all of them? All of them. Okay. And I think part of it is since I have depression and bipolar and I can't line up my moods to be happy all the time during the holidays where everybody else is happy because of the holiday. Mm -hmm. So I'm expected to put a smile on and be this happy, happy person because it's Christmas or because it's Thanksgiving or whatever holiday it is. Mm -hmm. And so I dread the holidays just because my mental illnesses don't line up with how happy everyone else thinks I should be. Yeah. And usually you get dragged to uh, family functions and have to, it takes a lot of mental energy to appear happy through them. Yeah, that I understand. Uh, I think a lot of people would disagree with that just because of the fact that most people get a day off work when there's a holiday. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I've had that discussion at work. Because when I tell them I don't really care for holidays, but you get a day off work. And I'm like, yeah, but that day off work is usually extremely mentally exhausting more than work is. Mm-hmm. And it costs a lot more money, usually. True. Um, money that... Could be better spent elsewhere, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, number three. This one, usually people look at me weird when I say it. But okay. one of the minor irritations I have are doorknobs. So- I can, <laughs> no, I can get down with doorknobs just because they're at a stupid height most of the time. It wasn't the height that was was getting me. It, it was mainly the design of a doorknob. The actual door, knob or the yes, handle? The, see, it's a doorknob. Door handle is different. Door handle is how it should be. Yes. Because a door handle, you don't have to grip it or actually have an, a, a fully open hand to be able to open it. Right. The door handle, you can just push down on it. So if you have like both hands full... You can even push down it with your elbow, and it'll open the door. A doorknob? No. Yeah. So, uh, one job I had, I got carpal tunnel really bad in both wrists. I could not open doorknobs. I could not grip 
and keep physically open a doorknob. That's where my hatred started. <laughs> I see. I figured it's a bad design. Well, I know I'm not the only one with grip issues, but... Definitely not. Because that, that sucks when you can't grip something, especially like a doorknob. Yeah. And if your hands, like especially even if it's been raining or snowing, your hands are all wet. Mm -hmm. And it's a smooth doorknob. That's even worse. Uh, but I don't you, know. That, that's just a, do what? I'm just. I'm gonna kind of expand this. Are you anti knob handles on things like dresses, or is it just doors? See, if you have to grab it and turn it, I think it's okay. a bad design. Gotcha. If it's on like a dresser or a cabinet, where all you have to do is pull. Yeah. That that fine. That works. Gotcha. The handle really wouldn't be too much different than that. Okay. But Fair I think it's the, it's the gripping and then turning that is like, there's a better way. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that that's one that usually when the, I mention it to people, they just think I'm weird. But until I, I explain so. it, and then I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But then they don't really care anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Understand it. Don't I don't really... For me, doorknobs and door handles are at a dangerous height where if I'm too close, I can sometimes whack my hip on it. That would be my issue with them. Yeah. But that's a, I guess that's a me thing because I'm too short. That could be. I don't know. And usually when it comes to height-related stuff, I always wonder how people figure out where they're going to put power outlets on walls. Some of them are near the ground, and some of them are halfway up the wall. And there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. That That's another one that I'm going to add to this list, I guess. But well, Now we're up at six. Uh, <laughs> you knew I uh, couldn't stay at just five. No, but I, I do have a question. So, um, what is it with American houses not having lights hanging on the ceiling? Oh, like my entire living room, which is the biggest room in the house, has no light fixture? Okay, so every house I've ever been in in America does not have a wire or a fixture in the biggest rooms in the house. Or any room this, of the house. If I would have thought of this one, it would have made it to my list. Because it bugs me too. Even the apartments I've ever had. Yep, same. Living room, no light fixture, no light switch for it. They do, Some of them will give you an outlet yes, on the switch. switch. Yeah, and that's what they think is okay. And I'm like... No, 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 no. In, in my case, I have an attic in my house okay. that you can sta fully stand up in over my living room. It would take any someone with knowledge maybe 30 minutes or less to add a light fixture to that living room. So you couldn't have just run a cable, an electrical cable, into yeah. the ceiling? Before the house was built, you couldn't just automatically put that in. It's going to be harder now because I'd have to add a light switch. And put wires through the walls, but still, I think it's laziness. I I don't know what it is, but I I know on some things it started as a cost cutting thing. It's like, well, we don't have to buy a light fixture for here. We'll just give them this outlet, and they can do their own lamps and and lighting. That's what I don't understand. As a cost cutting thing, but then when some of those cost cutting things like happen regularly. Then it's a design feature that, like, all, all homes have to have 
you know, no light fixture there so they can do their own. And it just evolves into this. It's terrible. I hate It, it. it is. Uh, I miss that. In England, you don't walk into a house or an apartment with no lights. Yeah. Like, there's a switch on the wall. Probably. If, if I knew I was staying in this house for another five, six years, I would have already had an electrician come out and add some kind of a light to my living room. It, it bugs me. I'm sorry, we're going off topic. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I added um, a uh, remote switch that I placed on the wall near my outside light switch. Mm -hmm. um, so when I come in, I can just tap that switch, and then I have uh, four lamps in two of the corners of the room that light up, but that's still not enough for a living room. That's, that's not a good solution. No, it's stupid. Uh, anyway, continue. Okay. Yeah, doorknobs, outlets, lights in the living room. Yeah, all kind of the house design. Yeah. Uh, which uh, my next one is has nothing to do with the house. The one after that does, but th this one is having to tuck your shirt in at work. I understand if you're in a sales position, <laughs> Yeah. you know, or whatever, but I have never once went into a place and be like, oh, his shirt's tucked in. He must be a professional. Um, That, I mean, that's... if you're if you're front end staff, like you're meeting with customers, I get it. But if you work in a factory, or behind the scenes, or remotely. Yeah. And see, I, I'm kind of on a, like, undecided about my work because I work around some machines that it could get, you know, quote unquote caught in and then Hmm. you could get hurt. Gotcha. But we Sad. have safety features around those machines where you don't work within five feet of it if it, the machine is on. So Okay. that kind of makes it null and void. So. Right. But I, Do you? I move around a lot. I walk, Yeah. I do a lot of walking. I do a lot of bending down, picking stuff up, and putting stuff down on pallets. So my shirt comes untucked all the time. So I'm constantly Tucking your shirt back tucking in. it in. And it's just Do you a wear, huge like, irritation. you don't wear any protective clothing, like a, I don't know, a Like a smock apron? or an apron? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Because I don't work directly with food. Gotcha. Even though it's a food safe facility, because the stuff we make goes with food, but it's not directly Mm-hmm. with food. So, like, all the food contact services are on the machines. And so, we pretty much stay away from all food contact services, like, usually like five feet away. Gotcha. And the ones we do, we have bags we put on them real quick um, to seal them up. Um, but th there really is no need to have the shirts tucked in. Like, we, they, we even have shirts with their name and company name on it, even though we don't see anyone outside of work. Like, every once in a while, there'
he wore a shirt that said, watch out for my wiener, and had a picture of a dachshund on it. You know, wiener dog. No, good lord. And I'm pretty sure that's why we have to wear a uniform, because they don't want people like that wearing offensive stuff or weird stuff to work. <laughs> Oddly which, enough. Which yes. I can understand, but More because of other way. people's stupidity, yeah. I have to wear a shirt that it has my name on it, and that irritates me a lot, too. Yeah. Um, I don't like people just knowing my name or being walk up to me and know my name. Gotcha. But, um, but yeah, so, my shirt comes untucked all the time. It's irritating. Yeah. So here's my theory behind this. Um, I personally think that companies make you wear a uniform to demoralize you. It's like, while you are wearing our clothes, we own you. And I, I honestly believe that. I think so, too. There's there's stuff they do that it de it demoralizes you and makes you feel like you have no power exactly. because you really don't with employers because any tiny little thing you do they can be like okay you're fired never come back mm -hmm. so they do have that power over you and it sucks yeah and the other thing they do is oh you only get you know um, you have to take your break times at this time and this time and this time and um, like now. Uh, we can't leave the uh, the facility on break times anymore, besides one time. So where I work, we get three 30-minute breaks, if you want to break them up like that. Usually people do. Some yes. people would clock out, leave, and come back before the 30 minutes on every break. Why? I never have. To go up to the gas station or something, I don't know. It, it, I don't know why. But people have like ruined that now we can only leave one time on one break. Yeah, so we own you. You have to stay on our property for the yeah. whole time. And that's why I was like I've always I've joked about my company a lot because whenever you sign paperwork, you have to put your employer number. Mm-hmm. Not your name. Yeah, because we own you. So yeah. Ba basically I've I've told people it's like slavery. Uh, yeah, that's why that's why that's why I call my employee num a number, my slave name. Mm -hmm. And my uh, supervisor hates it so much, but I, that's why I keep doing it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll put my slave number on that," um, because like, why would you not put your name if it's such yeah, a family it's, company? It's it, it, it's to demoralize you and to remind you that you have no power exactly. at all. You're just supposed to do your job, shut up, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, I will make the comparison. It's almost like being a Borg from Star Trek. Yeah. High mind kind of thing. You all wear the same things. You all think the same thoughts. You take That's... the same breaks, or you're supposed to. I hate and that. And you're all supposed to be happy about it. You're supposed to get along with your coworkers. And fuck coworkers. Which I, I will straight up ignore people. <laughs> like, we've went through hundreds of people in the last two years, or ever since COVID started. Mm. And barely any of them have been any good in one way or another. I have yeah. straight up not acknowledged people's existence after a while. Like, they'd come up and try to start conversations with me, and I'd just walk away, or not, not even acknowledge that they said anything. I understand. Um, um, Sidetrack from that, though. Um, yeah. 
in in the whole um, inappropriate clothing. My teenage son told me that my sweatshirt was inappropriate on, I think it was Friday morning. And while he may be slightly correct, he then told me, um, well, I responded to him and said, it's cold and the sweatshirt is warm. I don't care. And he said, well, maybe you should think about somebody else for a change. <laughs> and I was like, okay, buddy, that's not very nice. Uh, but I was being a typical I'll American, I guess. <laughs> He's a typical teenager. Um, I will post a, a picture of the sweatshirt or said sweatshirt into uh, our Twitter so that the uh, listeners can check that that shirt out. <laughs> Their Twitter is at ITTFP podcast. All one word. Yep. I'm going to keep my eye on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, number one? Um, number one has been a near top five, top irritation, like even growing up. Bathroom oh. faucets that are too close to the back of the sink. So if you can't, the spout part. Yes. Yeah. So basically, when you put your hands under the water, if you're if, if the water only goes to like half of your finger when you touch the back of the sink when you're putting them in straight. Who designed that? What yeah, what yeah. person? I mean, they had to have been on drugs or something, or not been able to use a tape measure and not <laughs> tested that. And just like, okay, we're gonna come out with these, you know, make ten million of them and put them in every single American home there is. And it's like. Know. And I've seen a lot of them. There's, there's zero reason to not have room for your hands under the water when that sink is mainly made for washing your hands. Yeah. If there's no room for your hands, what good is it? Exactly. And I think corporate and company bathrooms have that problem a lot. Yeah. And it's because whenever they get the building materials for when they're building something... They cost cut so much that they don't care because it's like, oh, well, this works, even though it's a horrible design. They don't want to put the thought, effort, and money into buying something that doesn't drive people absolutely insane. Correct. I think you're probably right. And so, like, when I bought this house, that's one of the things that kind of sealed the deal for me is because my faucet goes up higher than the normal ones and is halfway in the sink. So I can get my hands under it completely and... It's how a sink should be. Yeah. That would annoy the crap out of me if that was the case. I mean, the one in my bathroom is kind of... It's kind of cutting it close. Yeah, but I remember I, that one. It's it's better than a lot of it I've seen, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's still back borderline. there. Yeah, it's, it's an apartment complex. I mean, I'm not going to change it. They're not going to change it. That's fine. Okay. Um... Good list. Yeah, that, that's that's my top five. It's a good list. Oh, if if he gave me a week, I'd probably have a top one hundred list. <laughs> I'm not giving you that power. Because <laughs> you probably shouldn't, because I could go on. Because there's oh, yeah. so many things in in daily life that I run into. That's like, why on earth would people think that 
this is a good idea. Like, was this designed for humans? Like, this wasn't designed for humans. This doesn't work. <laughs> no, I'm really... I completely agree. All right. So, maybe I'm just the wrong human. <laughs> no. Maybe things are just irritating. Yeah. Which is also another reason why I like iPhone more than Android iPhone's not perfect and it has its problems. Yep. But for the most part, if I want to go to a setting or something, it's exactly where it should be. Yep. Whereas on on uh, Android, every single one of them's different, <laughs> so you have I no mean, idea where anything's at. It, it that's it drives me nuts. But I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's like all the results, like with, with yeah, it's another debate. But with the phones, like ultimately, they all do the same stuff. And they do it very well. Oh yeah. It's just it's just your preference of UI. Yeah. And I prefer the one that puts things where they should be. And they're all like that. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah, that iPad you gave me that's probably ten years old now. My daughter's iPhone six S, my iPhone X, my iPhone uh eleven, mm-hmm. my iPhone twelve. Generally Everything's the same about them. So I can get on any of them and find everything. I can't do that with two iPhone or two Androids that I buy at the same place that are different brands. (laughs) Exactly. And that's irritating. Yeah. All right. You ready for mine? I'm ready for your five or six or whatever it turns into. It's five. Technically, you did add a few to mine. Well, I didn't... You added them. I just gave you a nudge in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stick with five, but... So your power is deception. (laughs) I'm not neon deception. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. No comment. No comment, indeed. Um, I'm not sure I went in the right order. So I'm just going to read them off my list in the way that I think they should be. Okay. All right. So number five is going to be sand in your shoe. So, and it's not even necessarily sand, gravel, tiny stones, anything that. I have a problem of wearing my shoes for longer than I should. So my shoes will actually fall apart on the inside as I wear them, and those little pieces will get under my foot. Ow. That that hurts me. Yeah, if I buy a shoe, I'm going to use it for its entire life. Right. So they fall apart as I wear them. That's, yeah. The, I agree yeah. with this one. Yeah, it's it's just one of those irritating, pretty much anything in your shoe that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, number four is going to be also shoe-related. When you're walking and your shoe is squeaking. I hate Unless that. you're playing basketball and moving around the court. <laughs> yeah, they, they shouldn't squeak. They shouldn't, yeah. And they do. I've actually given shoes away because they would squeak when I walked on certain surfaces. And that's where I'm at at this point. Is like I've talked about this before. I have noise sensitivity and if my shoes are squeaking when i'm walking they're going to go in the trash <laughs> or i will donate them because yeah. there's no way 
Mm-mm. I definitely understand that one. Shoe companies, test your shoes on every surface, not just floors. Shoes are not made to be tested or made for humans. They're just made to be sold. So once they got your money, they don't care about if the product actually works. Good point. All right. Uh, number three. When you get an itch and you can't reach it, like I have, the middle I of your have, back. Yeah, I have that problem a lot. I actually have back. a back scratcher on my nightstand. <laughs> See, that's smart. But yeah, that's really frustrating. And it's like, or if you can't, you just can't scratch it at that specific moment and it drives you bonkers until you can scratch it. Yeah. That's just as bad. That is, yeah. Especially me at work. It's a food safe facility, so you're not supposed to touch your face or, you know, any anything to where you have to go sanitize your hands. Right. So if I get in, like itchy eyes or sometimes wearing a headset, with computers a lot, my ears will start to get sweaty and then itchy mm-hmm. all the time. So it's like my ear will start itching at work. I'm like, oh, I can't itch it now. <laughs> it's so irritating. Oh, for sure. Um, itchy back, like right in the middle where neither arm reaches is probably one of the worst. Yeah. But yeah. So there's that. Probably. Or you finally do itch it and then it moves. Oh, God, yeah. It spreads. <laughs> yeah. Like for a bug bite, if you're scratching a bug bite and then it moves further down and it just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. All right. And then I guess number two is charging cables. That aren't quite long enough. I agree. And I'll give you an example. Uh, Apple's charger is... Let's see. I have one right in front of me. Brand new. I'm opening it. Three feet, maybe. And this leads me back to the... um, The thing that we talked about for you. With the electrical. There's not enough electrical sockets... And anywhere I've ever lived in this country. So, for you to give me a three foot cable to charge my phone, you are out of your mind. Yeah. I've had to buy them off Amazon where it comes in a pack of like five. And yeah, two no, of them are like 10 foot long, and a yeah. couple are eight foot and six foot. See, that would make it so much easier. Yeah, I can't do short cables. Like, even when I bought my uh, keyboard that's. Uh, Technically, it's wireless, but I don't use it like that. Mm-hmm. The cord is, I think, four feet long. So I actually had to physically move my computer back farther underneath my desk so that the cable reached from the back of my computer around my desk into my keyboard. Damn. Like, this is a company that specifically makes keyboards and keyboards only. And they can't give you a long enough cord that a keyboard needs. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah. If it that... was, if it if it was three foot long like that Apple cord, yeah, I'd be. I would have emailed them telling me I want my money back and I'm sending them their keyboard back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I even thought about that with uh, with the four foot one I got. Yeah. 
cables in general just aren't long enough. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Seems like everything you want to plug in, it's just not long enough. Um, okay, number one. For me, the number one most irritating thing is when people say, I love your accent, where are you from? I can see that. Wouldn't bother me so much if it wasn't asked multiple times a day. Or I assume people who have seen English people before and, I don't know, made the error and ask before assuming. But yeah, yeah. that's really irritating. Because it's embarrassing. And Yeah, I can imagine that, like, I've I've been with people that, you know, were in a store or something and they asked someone and like since I know you and you've griped about this multiple times over the years, uh, I don't ask people anymore. <laughs> like it's I, I think it goes into the whole small talk thing. It's like, oh no, what can we talk about? Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, but I, I I don't ask people anymore. If they want to offer the information, that's fine. But I don't I don't ask people anymore. I just talk to them like they're people because they are. So yeah. <laughs> I would like to be people, please. You know, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. So I'm the kind of person that would event- would eventually just come up with some lie or tell everybody something different every time. That's kind of where I'm at at this point. <laughs> and especially, I think I've talked, we talked about this in one of the other podcasts. I have people say stupid stuff to me all the time. Um, I have one lady say, you speak really good English. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Okay. Um, like my English is older than your English, so I don't know what you're talking about, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm sure you haven't mentioned it, but I'm sure it's happened where they want you to say a specific phrase or saying yes. in your accent. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one is mocking the accent. When... Like, they'll try and do a British accent, and it just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Or they'll say yeah. one of the stupid things that they think British people say that they've heard on TV, you know, that's irritating. And it's it drives me crazy. Yeah, funny thing is, I've known you for so many years, and we've talked so many times that I don't even hear your accent anymore. Oh, thank God. Every once in a great while, you'll say a word that I don't hear that often, and then we're, and then I'll think, "Oh yeah, she's she's not from America," and then that's the end of it. Like, <laughs> just but yeah, you don't jump down my throat and say, "You said that fucking word wrong." <laughs> yeah, or try to argue that you know my English is uh, better than your English because you say this word this way, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I once had someone say, can you speak American? Oh, no. It hurt my brain. Just a little bit. It hurt my brain. But the fact that they said American says a lot about that person. Yeah, it did. That's one of my favorite things is when someone calls, you know, English American. Because then you know they're talking about the uh, chopped, screwed 
remixed version of English. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is that wasn't a job interview. Oh, no. Yeah. Needless to say, I did not work for that company. Yeah. I. Wow. Yeah. I didn't expect that plot twist. <laughs> oh. That one's kind of funny, huh? Yeah. So I think uh, you were interviewing them more on that one. <laughs> the life of an immigrant, it's great. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I. I have enough anxiety and social anxiety that I don't know if I could deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to either. Okay, well, that's the top five done. I could add another, mm. which is kind of, well, it's kind of a small discussion about mental okay. health on the podcast. It's not really, it's kind of an irritation. Go for it. When people watch movies and uh, they get their descriptions of of mental health conditions from the movies that generalize. So like when uh -huh. people, when you, when people uh, talk about bipolar, they think it's, Oh, you know, he could be happy one minute. And then five minutes later, he's a, he's a psychopath. Yeah. It's like, that's not at all how bipolar works, but it is in the movies. Yeah. And then they, you try to tell them different. They don't want to do any research. They just like, well, it's in the movie. So it must be true. Like, yeah. That's um, that's a discussion America needs to have with Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in movies that's like, because like, if you learn everything from movies, you've learned nothing. <laughs> Basically, yeah. movies are entertainment. There are some that you know documentaries that have good information, but yes, those are fact, not fiction. Uh. I had met someone one time from California, not to shove that in there, but mm -hmm. they thought since I lived in Missouri that we all had dirt roads and cows were just roaming everywhere. <laughs> like on the old Wild West cowboy, cowboy movies. Like, well, they actually that, thought that. In that person's defense, um, there is a lot of Amish there. There's a lot of Amish in my area. Mm. There's not a lot of Amish in Missouri in general. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's still nowhere near what they thought it was. Like they could pull up an old Clint Eastwood cowboy <laughs> movie, and that's what they thought Missouri was like. Like a Western. Oh, my, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Now I'm sure it was that same person or a different person that thought that everybody in Alaska lived in igloos. Like, that's the kind of mentality that a lot of people have. Is, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. That, don't that kind don't of... learn stuff from movies, especially mental health, because you can really hurt somebody's feelings or drive someone away from being your friend for not knowing anything about mental health. Agreed. Um, which is why I kind... don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> that kind of does connect with the top five, um, specifically with the uh, the whole oh, you think you know British people, and you say, I don't know, for example, somebody actually did this to me. Can you say cheerio? No, I can't. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that, that's how I would have handled it. Um, 
because you know those people are going around doing it to other people as well and it's like Mm -hmm. it takes me a while to get to know someone before I actually do more than just small talk or you know if it's a subject that I know a lot about and it's a fun subject that we both have in common I can you know talk a lot but with other stuff I like to get to know the person a lot before I do something or say something that can offend them Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that just go around and they'll say something offensive, and I'd be like, "Whoa, okay, like, okay, <laughs> like you just blurted that out there without knowing anybody." Because like on on my mental health journey, if that's what you want to call it, I had to learn a lot about mental health and depression and bipolar. Because even I, you know, when I first started learning about them. Had thought that it was like it was in the movies, mm-hmm. and then I learned different. And this happens with a lot of stuff. Like you just start really learning about it, and you're like, "Wow!" It's like everything I knew was a lie. Yeah, and I think the the more you go through your journey, the more you learn. Yeah, and it also tells you a lot about other people as well, the way they uh, conduct themselves or talk about certain topics. I've learned that as well. Yeah, it does. Because I've, I've had people, like, at work, I don't really um, advertise the fact that I have mental health issues. Yeah. I've heard some people really say some things that's like, wow, you just don't know anything about it and don't care. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when it comes to uh, to suicide. We had a guy that worked uh, for the company for two years, and uh, they fired him for attendance. We have a really strict attendance policy. They fired him for attendance, and then three months later, he committed suicide. Ouch. Yeah. And a lot of things I heard people say about that, I just I just wanted to go in the bathroom and cry. Like, are you yeah. serious? Yeah, There's shouldn't. a lot of stuff I was like, wow, people really think that way. It's it's yeah. horrible. It's a very odd mindset. Yeah, because I've been in the mindset of wanting to end everything. And it's it's nothing like, like, it's even hard to describe. It is. It's very hard to describe. I've, I've, I've tried describing it to a few people, but that, but they kind of were in the same situation I was. So they would understand more. But I like I it just it's a hard topic to talk about, especially if you're trying to talk to somebody who doesn't even believe mental health problems are real. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've talked to people that's like, oh, it's all in your head. Yeah, that's yeah. sure it is. Yeah, but luckily I found out my daughter was going through a mental health class in school, learning about mental health problems and even suicide. So I'm like. Maybe there is hope that finally they're getting that stuff in schools wow, where maybe. people will actually, you know, get more out of it. And well, that's good. I'd, I'd hope so anyway. There's a glimmer of hope there. Yeah. That's one thing I've expressed with my daughter a lot is, you know, watch how you treat people and what you say. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what they've been through or... Exactly. They have any issues, so 
luckily she's one of the nicest people to ever meet. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. She is very nice. Well. I don't know what got me off on that little. No, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Mental health's a tough topic. Yeah, it really is. And I'm not seeing a therapist right now, so I don't have any other outlet. Me so either. Getting, you, so listeners are getting the brunt of it. <laughs> well, that's why we're here. We're talking about mental health. Yeah. Mostly. Neither of us can afford a therapist, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Money and time that we don't have. Exactly. All right. Well, um... That's going to wrap up this episode. Yep. That sounds like a good place to end it. The, uh, find us on uh, ITTFP podcast on Twitter. All one word. Yep, and we're going to link. Think, I still think Twitter's going to be around for a long time. I don't think it's going anywhere. So, I was a bit worried the other night. <laughs> I'll be honest. We'll see. It's, um, it's going through some rough stuff, but... Yeah. Aren't we all? We're here yeah. for you, Twitter. Yes, uh, you can talk to us. Or don't, because that'd be weird. But... Yeah, Twitter, don't, don't at me. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm going to link the news articles in the Twitter, and also the photo of Dodgy Sweatshirt. Um, yeah, I, lo I love that sweatshirt. Oh, you got the picture? Yeah, I got the picture, and I think listeners should definitely go check that one out. Yeah, and I will. Uh, I'll link the store that I got it from too. That's a good idea. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, take care of yourself, and always learn as much as you can about mental health. It's it's very important to a lot of people. It is. Words hurt. Please be kind. Yeah, even if words don't hurt you, they hurt a, a lot of other people. So And make time for self-care. Yeah, that's one I'm trying to work on again. <laughs> so, but definitely self-care is very important. Even if it feels selfish, you have to you have to do it sometimes. Yep. Yeah, nobody's going to come in and fix you. Yeah. Unfortunately. True that. But, but friends definitely help. So if you yep. can rely on friends, that's a good good way to. And if you don't have friends, say. get on Twitter and make some. <laughs> yes, Twitter's a very good place to just say what you mean and or say what you want. Find friends and people will stick around who you know agree with you and like you. So exactly. All right. Podcast out. We will see you next yeah. week. Bye-bye. Right. We'll see you. Bye.